This is episode number 62 with right-handed pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels, Alex Meyer. In this episode, Alex talks a little about his journey to the big leagues as a former first-round pick out of the University of Kentucky. Um, He talks about how frustrating it is to be on the DL and having to go and watch every single day, knowing you can't play, what it's like playing with Albert Pujols and Mike Trout on a consistent basis, and my favorite question and selfish question, what are the snacks like in the big leagues? I'd also like to thank um, Aaron Peffenberger for helping me make this connection um, with Alex. People ask me all the time how I get all of my guests on my show, and as much as I would like to say I just know everybody, um, that's not the case. So um, luckily I have I do have some friends who will, will reach out to me who know people who I don't know. And um, again, thanks to Aaron. Please make sure to head on over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And without further ado, here's Alex Meyer. We now welcome on Alex Meyer, right-handed pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. Alex, tough news today out in L.A. as Otani has a UCL strain. Um, have you seen him since uh, the diagnosis um was taken. I have not seen him. Um, you know, he pitched the other day and came out of the game with. He actually did come out because uh, yeah, he was having blister issues again. Um, but I guess it sounds like obviously he had some other stuff going on as well. So um, unfortunately, you know, it's it's definitely a bump in the road. Uh, but you know, we're we're pretty. Uh, you know, we got a, a pretty solid team. I mean, obviously, this is a huge blow for now. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll do what we can to overcome it. We've got some guys that can step in and fill a good role. I mean, his shoes obviously aren't the easiest to replace, especially when he's able to do things not only on the mound, but also hitting. So, um, definitely tough, but you know, part of it, we'll, uh, we'll bounce back and see what we can do for, for now. Does he have any like weird training, um, like ways? I know like when Ichiro came over, like he had, he had a bunch of different like training like lifting and things like that. Like, does uh, Otani do anything like a little bit different? I mean, Shohei's routine is obviously going to be different from, you know, your typical pitcher just because of um, with him hitting, you know, when he can train and how he can train. He's got to kind of, you know, he can't just wear himself out because of the fact that he's going to be in the lineup probably the next day. Um, so there's nothing like weird that he's doing anything odd, you know, from Japan. Um, it's just, you know, obviously – trying to adjust to him and his routine, uh, you know, and watching how he goes about it. It's been interesting just to see how he can make that sort of balance that out, the workload that he's having to put in. Absolutely. And then you've been on the DL um, all year this year. I mean, how frustrating is it to go to the park every single day for every home game, knowing that you have no no chance to, to get in? I mean, it's monotonous for sure. I mean, there's definitely days you go in there and you don't – I mean, I don't want to say you don't want to be there, but there's days you just get tired of kind of doing the same thing over and over. However, um, you know, we've got to really – with Shohei especially, the excitement that he's brought to the team, um, it makes it fun to go to the ballpark to watch every single night. But even besides Shohei, we've got some really, really talented clubs. So, you know, if we could avoid the injury bug uh, – you know, we're, we're extremely competitive. You know, we've got the best shortstop in baseball, in my opinion, within Charlton Simmons. Um, unfortunately, he's on the DL right now for an ankle sprain. Um, you know, we obviously and we have the best player in the world playing every single day in center field. So it, it makes it fun to go to the yard to be able to watch those guys to see what they're going to do. But uh, when you're not able to help contribute, it definitely uh, become it, it can be your, you have your days where you're definitely, you know, you're feeling sorry for yourself and 
you know, just because you have to sit there and watch when you want to be out there and help it contribute somewhere. How is your arm feeling? I'm feeling good. I, uh, I started my throwing program to try and I had labrum surgery. Um, I'm building back up to try and, uh, you know, get ready. I mean, I'm not, I, chances are I'm not going to be able to probably pitch this year, but, um, I'm going to go through my rehab and throwing program and try and, uh, progress up to where, you know, next year when spring strength rolls around, it should be all good to go. Um, ever since you've been called up to the big leagues, has anything really caught you by surprise? Like, is there anything you maybe expected, um, that, you know, didn't happen or vice versa? I mean, I would say that from coming from, you know, small town, Indiana, um, and you see, you know, these guys on TV all the time, you know, I grew up going and watching the Reds play all the time. The Cubs were always on, on WGN in the afternoons and the Braves would be on, on TBS. So I was always watching baseball growing up. Um, but then when, you know, being in the atmosphere that I'm in now with the clubhouse full, you know, the game's best players, it's, it's, it's just crazy to see like how normal everybody is. Like, it's not, you know, you grow up watching these guys thinking, holy cow, like, you know, Mike Trout, you see Mike Trout walking around, you're thinking he's going to just on another planet. And when you get to know the guy, like, this is the most normal person in the world. Like, it's it, being able to talk to him is like being able to talk to somebody from home, which is just crazy to think about, but uh, extremely true. So, you know, that's the craziest thing is just the, the level of normalcy that you have around people of this caliber of talent and, you know, I guess status in a sense. Pitching in big league stadiums, um, obviously a little bit different than being in the minor leagues. Um, did you ever feel, I guess, like intimidated um, when you first came up and started pitching? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were definitely games that when I, you know, last year was my first steady run where I was getting consistent outings at the major league level. But um, even then, I, I pitched last year in Fenway Park. On the night David Ortiz was inducted or uh, retired, his number was retired at uh, Fenway. And I mean, I'm not, I, it's not that you're out there, you know, shaking, you shaking, you're scared to death. But, I mean, you go out there and it's, it's, it can be nerve wracking. You know, you got a packed house, a team that wants to absolutely kick your teeth in, fans that want you to not do well. Uh, it can be, uh, it, it, it's just different. I mean, that's the only way to put it. You can't really prepare for something like that. But, you know, the more you do something, the more comfortable that you get um, in that environment. You know, guys like Mike Trout, uh, guys that have been doing this for such a long time, you know, it, I think it's, normal to them um but then you know when you go to a stadium where a team's not necessarily in it and there's not as many fans uh it, it it's definitely a different vibe um it, but still you know with the major league level for me you know you get up for every single game because it's still you're playing in the big leagues i haven't done it at, 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 for a long point in my career um so every good time i'm in there it's still it's extremely exciting and you can't uh, can't wait to really get going you are lucky enough to be teammates with uh, Mike Trout and Albert Pujols, uh, two future Hall of Famers. Is there anything like different about them, like maybe their mentality or their just like self confidence that is like a little, maybe a little bit different than everybody else? Yeah, I mean, you know, Trout's kind of the Pujols. You know, when Albert came up and started his career, like him and Trout are very similar, where they were just absolute rock stars, best players in the game. Um, you know, now Albert's a little later on in his career of a, a first ballot Hall of Fame career. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that side of it to where, you know, Albert's mentored Mike for a lot of his career. Mike's very openly talks about that and how Albert's, you know, helped him out so much because it's cool. Albert lived that and then he's passing that kind of along to Mike on, you know, how to handle things and whatnot. But from a workload standpoint and the way they go about their business, I mean, it's, it's kind of like you said, like the self-confidence, they just believe in themselves. Like it's, it's, 
hard to, I don't know, it's hard for me to understand how they do it every single day, going to the ballpark and being as good as they are. But, you know, for Mike, it's like the game just comes so easy. You watch him play every single day, and you're like, yeah, Mike, you look up, and you're like, oh, well, Mike had three more hits tonight, or he got on, he had another hit and walked three more times. Like, I don't know, this, it's just extremely, to be able to do what he does on an extremely consistent level or a consistent timeline, like, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, I mean, to be able to say somebody, it's hard to say somebody's ever been better. What he's done in this point is career, anybody's ever been better than him. And I think it's, it's awesome that I'm able to watch it every single day. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I don't, there's no doubt he's he's he is the best player um, in the game today. Um, going back to like you being a pitcher in the big leagues, um, are you a big scouting report guy before your starts? Are you reading up on you know the other hitters on the other team? Or are you just uh, kind of like how do you go about uh, preparing for a start? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, honestly, like I, I, obviously I talked to the pitching coach and I talked to my catcher about, uh, about the teams that we're facing and the batters and this and that. We go over like their tendencies and their weaknesses, but for the most part, no, I'm not really a guy that's going to sit down and try and break down a scouting report. I'd rather, uh, you know, try and stick to my strengths and what it is that I do well and go off of that. So I've never been a guy that's, you know, if a guy, Hey, I want to know, yeah, if a guy's going to swing first pitch, um, a guy that can run, a guy that can, you know, that has power. I mean, a lot of the times, though, you know that. Like, just as a casual baseball fan, you know what guys can, you know, I guess handle things like that. So I usually feel like I have a, a good idea. But for me, I don't want to hear too much about how good a certain guy is or what he does really well because I feel like that's going to alter who I am and what I believe as a pitcher. And I won't stick to my strengths. I'm, instead, I'm going to go and try and – attack his weaknesses and you know you like to take the uh, good with the bad obviously but I, you want to stick to your strengths in my opinion more so than you want to play into somebody else um i don't know how active you are on uh on social media but i know as of you know recently with trevor bauer and all the weighted balls and everything like that is that something that you've ever considered do- doing the driveline pr- base or weighted ball program or have you done it yeah uh no it's definitely something that i think is uh worth doing i don't think there's anything wrong with it for sure um, i mean the the success that you've seen with the guys that have done like baseball switched to such an analytical it's always been statistically ran but now the analytical part of it that people know like hey spin rate guys that are able to do, get a certain amount of spin rates with the ball uh hits are they're going to find success in that you know so i've lined up being able to help out with all that stuff i think that stuff's definitely definitely beneficial if you're able to uh i guess do that you know it's hard to not everybody has access to that stuff and knowing how to run the actual program I mean there's definitely I think a health risk if you're not doing it right but I think when you are doing it right I think it's definitely beneficial this is a little bit of a different question but something that I'm really curious about what is life like in the big leagues when it comes to the way you guys travel like is it kind of the scenario where you can literally eat like wherever you want to like there's just snacks everywhere uh like when we're actually traveling you're saying yeah i mean yeah like you know usually when we're on the plane there's some there's some sort of meal um that we have whether it's you know chick-fil-a chicken sandwiches that they have or if they've cooked up something for us um you know it's pretty good i mean i I think i like to tell people that the big leagues are literally everything that you thought they were going to be and more when you're there like it's you know it just doesn't get much better than that and i'm extremely you know i feel lucky to have been able to experience it to this point and hope to be able to do it for quite a long time 
Um, a few years ago, you were a uh, substitute teacher in the off season at uh, Greensburg High School. When you're done playing baseball, um, what do you plan on uh, doing with the rest of your life? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, obviously, at some point, uh, father time catches up with everybody. Um, even Mike Trout will probably have to quit playing baseball at some point in his life. <laughs> um, so, you know, you always think about, you know, what would I want to do after? What What is it that, you know, I'm good at or what I enjoy? And I don't really know right now. That's something I thought about. I always wanted to teach. Um, but, you know, from a, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It's something I really have to sit down and think about and go from there, I guess. I don't I don't know exactly. I can't really put a pinpoint answer on exactly what it is I'd like to do. But I'd like to be involved in coaching in some sort, whether it's the high school level or, you know, wherever I'd be lucky enough to. But um, I don't know for sure. That's a good question. Do you like living in L.A., which is obviously such a big city, even though you're from a, a small town? I enjoy it, but, you know, the weather part of it is great. I think that, you know, I'm lucky to be able to be out here for full-time. I don't think that that's something that I'd be able to do just because, of, like you said, the traffic. There's so many people. Um, but, I mean, you literally can't beat the weather. I'm looking outside. It's like 80 degrees outside right now. No humidity. Sunny. Uh, it, it's definitely nice. You know, it, it's an awesome place. I think it's uh, I, 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 just not for me in regards to I, I like the small town feel. I like to not have to worry about traffic everywhere I go. Um, so, you know, but there are some people who will sacrifice that to be able to be out here. I'm just one of those guys. I like seasonal change as well. So I think that, you know, I'll always be a Midwest guy. Last question here. Um, you went to University of Kentucky. Um, I've heard from a lot of sources that John Calipari, you know, might be on the hot seat if he doesn't uh, pull it together here. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on Kentucky basketball? I mean, I think that that's crazy just because of the fact that uh, – I mean, look what the guy's done ever since he got there in 2009. I mean, it's been anybody that's going to criticize – him because you know that yeah they expect to win a national championship every year but he, that's extremely hard and difficult so i mean and, and if i was starting a program that's the one guy in the country that i would want i want him to be my head coach i don't want you know Krzyzewski or any of those they're great they're all hall of fame guys but calipari every he's a program changer he literally did that for kentucky and yeah people always want more but that for you to be that single team uh standing at the end of the year that's not an easy task and you know He's coaching freshman. He's done a great job. Uh, you know, you just got to hang with them. They're going to be fine. They'll be all right. Alex, appreciate you uh, taking the time today, and good luck with uh, your rehab, and hope to see you back out on the mound soon. Yeah, man, thank you very much. I appreciate that.